And we have to grow up. All of us in here, no matter what age you are, that does not mean you've grown. Some of us are emotionally infantile. So, let me give this mic up, because it's about... And I just want everybody in this room to understand who they are and have more emotional independence. And what I mean by emotional independence means stop making everybody have to do what they need to do to make you feel good. You feel good for you. Stop putting labels on things. Well, she's my friend. She's supposed to do this. And he's my partner. And he's supposed to do that. He's supposed to be a being. And he has his life and your friends have theirs and though we do have relationships and relationships come with expectations We're putting too much expectations on people We're putting people in boxes and not letting them breathe and grow and evolve because we need them to be who we need them to be for our comfort Let that go and don't call that betrayal. That's evolution mm -hmm. Say that again, say that again <laughs> Beautiful soul unicorns Nope. It's Stephanie, the life architect. Oh, hell no. How about no? No, 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 no. Hell no. Hashtag ISN pod. Beautiful soul unicorns. Happy 2019. Welcome to another year of existence. Welcome to another year of life. How are you feeling? Are you New Year's resoluted out? Are you trying to figure out how to write and type 2019 when you put a date down? Are you just excited for the holiday season to be completely over? I personally am, and I would like to know if you feel the same way. I was telling someone the other day that from the minute, you know, Halloween is over, so we're talking about all of November and December, essentially there is two months, eight weeks of spending pressure, uh, family pressure, there's two months of pressure. And a lot of people, as we said during the holidays, are overwhelmed, full of anxiety and depression during the time of the holidays, in addition just to the time that winter is, you know, the season that winter is, excuse me, not the time, the season that winter is normally ushers in anxiety and depression in the holiday seasons just does not help that for many, many people around the globe. And when New Year's comes, there's kind of a resolve, there's kind of a relief, somebody's shoulders goes down because, you know, they don't have the pressure of the holiday season. However, they in turn then pick up the pressure and the anxiety for the new them. New year, new me. New year, new me. I'm going to lose weight. I'm going to save money. I'm going to be a nicer person. I'm going to spend more family time. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to. And the pressure to be a new version of oneself is extremely high, at least I always say until, so you got January, February, around February, Valentine's Day, which is the next major holiday in the world, is when people start to die down. So that's a whole nother month and a half and a whole nother six weeks of pressure in a different way than the holidays. This is now self-imposed pressure. This is pressure from yourself to yourself by yourself about making yourself someone different or better. Now, with that said, I think that's a good thing to want to be a better version of yourself, whether it's the best version or a better version, all is well. But a lot of you are just staying the same and that's okay too. You know, for us to just automatically just get in sync with the world and do what they're doing or what they say we should be doing, for me is not the wave, but it is also always a healthy thing in my opinion to try to make yourself, you know, if I say, you know, one more time, <laughs> it's okay to want to make yourself or take time to assess and deliver for yourself, be there for yourself, self-care, self-love, self-awareness. That's always a good thing. But the pressure to do so because everyone else is doing it because society says January 1st is when you're supposed to do it. I'm here to say no. I'm here to say no to forcing you, myself, or anyone listening to the sound of my voice to do what other people say you should do because I don't feel it's genuine if you're doing it because it's January 1st and it's a new year. First of all, first of all, beautiful souls, I personally do not believe that the new year starts in the wintertime. Mm -mm, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't. And we'll get into that. We'll get into that. Before we do that, let's take a deep breath together. <sighs> 
inhale positivity, inhale peace, inhale abundance, inhale alignment. Mm. Exhale stress, exhale anxiety, exhale pain, exhale grief, exhale high expectations we put on ourselves and other people. Exhale all of the things that are holding you back. Mm-hmm. Let that go. Whoo, it's a new dawn, it's a new day, it's a new life for me. It's a new day. Whether it's a new year or not, we are blessed with a new day every time we wake up, every time we open our eyes, every time we have breath of life. We are chosen. God chose us. The universe chose us. He or she a higher power, whatever you want to call him or her, Allah, whether you acknowledge a higher power or not, you are here one more day. You got one more chance to do what you believe you should be doing. One more chance to get it right if you think it was wrong. One more chance to do it again if you think it needs to be repeated. One more chance to say no if you think you should have set a boundary. One more chance to say yes if you feel that you should have opened up your heart, mind, and soul a little bit more. We are the chosen. Every time you are are blessed to have breath of life blown into your body every single morning. You are chosen. You are chosen. Mercy and grace. My goodness. One of the reasons that I love the Lord so much is because of the mercy and grace bestowed upon me, even when I didn't deserve it. I have been kept beautiful souls, even when I didn't want to be kept. I have been kept. I have been saved. I have been covered even in times where I was deliberately trying to hurt myself when I was trying to drink myself away, smoke it away, shop it away, party it away, sex it away. Very cranes in the sky. Very Solange, honey. I tried to drink it away. Yes, I tried to spend it away, but it didn't make me feel better. Every time I try to self-destruct and self-sabotage, I have been pulled back. I have been granted another opportunity I have been given. I know the power of God's mercy and grace. And I want you to be aware that there is something bigger than you that allows you, even in your mess, even in your mess to still be present, even with your poor financial choices to still have a roof over your head, no matter how hard or tight it gets financially, you are still able to provide. You are still able to get that hair done, buy those sneakers, get that manicure, get that pedicure, get that podcast equipment. You are still able to feed your children. You are still able to feed yourself, even if it's rice and ketchup, honey. I have been poor. I have been on food stamps. I have been evicted. I have, (laughs) I have been to the edge. Okay. I have been there. My family has been there. But every time we were there and thought it couldn't get any worse and thought we were like, you know, and thought it was just over and was like, God, what, why, who, when, how, honey, let me tell you, honey, let me tell you, I am a living witness that another day is just as great as another year. I really am. And I don't want you to put so much pressure on yourself to focus on just the whole year. Many people fail at their goals, their intentions, their vision, their vision boards is because when you're going to these events, these vision board events, or you're signing up for these webinars, or or you're booking these healers, these coaches, these therapists, these spiritual healers, these gurus, they are not asking you your learning style. If you become a client of mine in your questionnaire, in your coaching questionnaire, and I got receipts, any of my client clients listening, make sure when you post this episode on your Insta stories, on your pages, on your Twitters, make sure you be like, yep, she ain't lying. She got receipts because that's how we do. In my coaching questionnaire, one of the many questions that you were asked for me to assess who you are and what you need and how I can help you if we will be a good fit for each other is how do you learn? What is your learning style? Most people don't realize that that applies to almost everything in their life, including their vision boards, their intentions, setting, and their manifesting. So if you're going to a workshop and somebody's just telling you to put pretty pictures on a piece of cardboard or pretty pictures to glue them down, that's not what it's about. A lot of people don't realize that they learn in compartments. Most of us compartmentalize things, right? So if you're going and you're making visions for the whole entire year, it's overwhelming. That is 365 days. That is 12 full whole human months, human months that you are trying to to, to, to conquer in one sitting. It's like trying to swallow a whole apple and we don't do that. What do we do? We take bites. I often recommend to have your goals quarterly, 
even if you have to break down the quarters, there are four quarters in a year, which is four seasons, right? There's winter, spring, summer, and fall. There's three months of chunks. That's January to March, April, so forth and so forth, and so forth and forth. I got tongue-tied, obviously. So forth and so on. Take a chunk every three months, every season, you can break down your goals instead of trying to take the whole 12 months on and conquer that and feel overwhelmed and lose steam by the time you hit the second month of the year. And for some people who learn even in deeper compartments than just the four uh, quarters of the year, they have to take the quarter and then break the quarter down into months. So your goals might not be yearly. They might not be quarterly. They might be monthly goals. And for some who also have deeper deeper. We talked about compartmentalizing and compartments. Some even go deeper than the quarter and then the month. Some need weekly goals. Whoever you're working with, make sure that they know how you compute, how you learn. Because if you don't know how someone learns, you can't teach them. Hello, somebody. You can't teach people if you don't know how they learn. You can't customize their curriculum. You can't customize their homework assignments. You can't customize You can't customize if I don't know your customs. So if you need to have weekly goals, that's fine. If you need to have monthly goals, that's fine. If you need quarterly goals, that's fine. If you need daily goals, that's fine. I have some clients and not even my clients. Let me take it away from them. Personally, for me, there are some things I can do yearly. There are some things I need quarterly. There are some goals and some things that I can do monthly and some I need weekly. But let me tell you, there are things that I need more than daily. I need hourly. There are assignments that I have to do that I have to check in hourly to see if it's something that I can continue to do. If it's attainable for me to do, not only with my attention span, but with everything that I have on my plate, whether I chose what's on my plate or it was given to me, you have to be okay with being the person who understands how they learn and telling people how they learn, being not ashamed to say, no, 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 that's too much for me. I can't think that far ahead. I need to tackle this and take this on weekly. I need this. I need an accountability partner to check in with me biweekly for this. Uh, I need an accountability partner to check in with me daily for this. Or I'll be my own accountability partner. I will set alarms in my phone because this is a task that I need to check in hourly or, you know, two or three times a day. Break yourself down. Break down, fool. Break yourself, fool. (laughs) Break it down how you need it broken so that you are able to execute. Execute. You are able to complete. How many of us start things? that we just never, ever complete. How many of us have momentum and just be like, yeah, this is my moment. This is my time. This is my season. I'm stepping into my purpose. Blah, 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 yada, 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 yada. And every new year comes and goes or every day comes and goes and you are in the same space you were. You didn't lose a pound. You You didn't change your attitude. You didn't start that business. You didn't read another book. You weren't nicer to them kids. You weren't nicer to your girlfriend. You didn't stop cheating. Whatever it is that you say, you didn't, you know, start to learn yourself and take yourself out on that date. Whatever it is that you say you were going to do, stop talking about it and find a way to execute it. Figure out how you learn. Figure out how you need to process. Figure out if you're, if what compartment setting you need to put your mindset on. Figure it out and stop talking about it. Figure it the fuck out and stop talking about it and get her done and get her done. Get her done. And if you don't want to get her done, don't be the person that feels obligated to talk about change because everybody else is. Can we go there for a second? I feel like a lot of people are putting pressure on themselves to be what they see. Everybody talking about alignment and evolution and growth. And if that's not your thing, that's not your thing. Like if you like being yourself, Whether yourself is not liked by everybody else or not, oh well, right? If you choose to live a life that's happy for you, whether I like it or not, that's something that has to be okay with you. If it costs you people, you might want to evaluate some things. But I know a few people who are okay with being who they are and they have no intention of losing weight. They have no intention of, you know, whatever the typical New Year's resolutions are. They have no intention of being a part of any of that. And they're okay with themselves. Whether the family wants them to do something, the friend circle wants them to do something about their attitude or get a new job or stop complaining or leave that man or leave that girl or whatever, you know, the, 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 the redundant 
because <laughs> uh, Lord knows we start we start going in on the same thing all the time and how we don't like something and we want to change it and don't realize that our loved ones hear it over and over and over again. But then we claim we fine with it and then we don't understand why then they don't want to hear it at a later date. But I digress. We we are redundant in our speech. We continuously say the same things over, but yet claim we're okay with it. Wherever you stand, if you're really okay with it, shut up there too. Just be okay with it. Be okay with it. Stand in who you are. If you want to change, be that person. Figure out how to do that. If you want to stay the same, be that person and figure out how to do that. Either way, be the person that you want to be. Remove the pressure of society to say by January 1st, you have to start this. And just every day, have that January 1st feeling if you can. You don't have to wait until a holiday, a society-driven holiday to be anything. You can be whatever you want to be every single day. You can be multiple things in one day. I personally feel that's exhausting to be more than one thing in one day. Um, But be what you need to be and let that be. You dig what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So back to what I was talking about when I said I personally do not believe that winter, January 1st, is the new year for anything. I don't believe that new starts with dead. And in the winter seasons, we all know that everything is cold, dark, and falls away. If you go outside any time in the winter time, you will see there are no leaves on trees. Most likely everything is dead. Wildlife does not come out too much in the winter time. Winter is about removing. It is hibernation season. Everything dies and falls away and most things go in inward and stays indoors. So I don't understand how new year that marks new beginnings, new energy, new possibilities is ever started in January. That's not possible for me. There is less sun. The days are shorter. There's less energy for us. We have no vitamin D. Our our natural energy source, our natural energy source that is the sun is literally cut in half. It's not here. Today, I think it got dark around four something and I thought it was 10 p.m. and completely forgot that it it wasn't even six o'clock yet. I personally do not believe that the new year was meant to be in January. I believe that is man-made. The calendar, uh, I was reading up on where the calendar started. I read something about the Mayans starting the calendar and then the Egyptians and it went a little back and forth, but they decided when the calendar started to keep track of time. I personally, again, do not believe that January is it. I believe spring is when the new year was technically supposed to be started by nature, Because everything comes alive again. New beginnings means new awakenings, new life, breathing new life, new sun, new air, fresh air, budding flowers. I I don't understand how that cannot be the first of anything. That cannot be the New Year's. Now, if the Mayans and Egyptians or whoever takes actual credit for the calendar decided that we would sing Happy New Year and may old acquaintance be forgotten. What the fuck is that song? Old Enzyme. If that was decided that it was March 1st, we'd be celebrating New Year would be March to March. But for whatever reason, someone's going to tell you that it's January. I digress. I don't believe it. That's not for me. However, I do believe that all of our seasons represent something for all of us, what we should be doing. It is a time where if we don't fight against it, shout out to Limitless Lauren, shout out to Woke Bay, who was always on this wave and confirmed my feelings when I met her several years ago. We've talked about this on Nacha Mama's podcast Uh, when we were doing consistent episodes about not being resistant to the seasons, not being resistant to what the seasons mean. If it means hibernation, which the winter does, stay indoors more and sleep. Or if it's not just sleeping, stay indoors more and understand what the winter is for. The winter is for you to start planning what you want your year to be. The winter is about mental work. The winter is about resting and gearing up for the spring and summer seasons. The winter is about planting and planning, writing down your goals for the year. What do you want to accomplish? What skills you need to accomplish those said goals? 
What do you need to meet those goals? You got to break it down in the winter time. This is when we're home with the vision boards, with the manifestation boards, with the happiness and pleasure and joy jars, with the journals, with the with the networking. This is the time when you have those parties with a purpose. Yes, when you're booking me. This is the time when you're having those and your girlfriends and your guy friends over and you're saying, hey guys, these are my goals. What are your goals? What are we going to do together as a group? What do you want to do individually? This is the time. To me, that's what winter is, to be writing down your plan and answer your questions, answer the questions of what are your goals and what are your intentions and what do you need to accomplish it and how are you going to accomplish it? This is the time to do that. And when you answer those questions, when you have that outline, this is the time when you're downloading information like listening to this podcast and on YouTube, watching videos that nurture your goals, learning how to build, learning how to get the tools, the resources that you need for those goals, getting your emotional, physical, fiscal, hello, fiscal, financial, a, a mental toolbox together. So that when the spring comes, you are ready with your toolbox, with your kit, with your list, with your goals, with your resources to go out and do the damn thing. You have to internalize in the wintertime. You have to tap into your imagination, your emotion, your energy. This is the time for that. The days are shorter, like I said. There is less sun, but more moon. Hello, less sun, more moon. There's more emotional energy in the winter time. This is what charges our emotional connections. And this is why we call it cuffing season. There is a reason why y'all like this cuffing stuff. It's not because y'all just want to be in a house boning and cuddled up. This is literally the season that is made to be indoors for these things. This is the connection season. It's connecting with your goals, connecting with yourself and connecting with your partner. This is the time where you begin to envision your success. This is the time you start to define what success means to you, how you want to feel when you feel successful, how you want to feel when you're successful by yourself, how you want to feel when you're successful with others. This is the time when you carry it out in the brain. This is the time when your mind is going and you're doing the mental work. Winter is for internalizing. Winter is for planning, plotting, and getting ready. That to me is what winter is about. And for a long time, I used to fight against winter. I used to be like, oh my God, I hate it. I hate it, which I, you know, I kind of still do. I'm, I'm, I'm a spring baby. I am an Aries, March 22nd. If you guys want to get your, um, gifts ready for me, I love long romantic trips to the bank. I love long romantic trips to first class on the airplane. Uh huh. I like long romantic trips to, um, all inclusive beaches. I actually also like, uh, long romantic walks to beautiful cities. I'm going to Texas this year. Um, I want to hit up Maryland. I want to go back to Atlanta, you know, so if you want to do a little local trip, I like long romantic trips anywhere that, you know, makes me feel like I've seen something new. I digress. So. <laughs> if you are interested in winter, I was not initially. Now that I understand what winter is about, now that I understand what winter is for, I am more inclined to be receptive to winter, the season coming, because before I was wasting winter, I was just so angry towards it. I didn't like it. I still don't like the cold, but I understand that the cold has a purpose. Because when the spring and summer comes, we're out, we're ripping and running, but we're ripping and running. I used to rip and run with no purpose. I used to rip and run with really no plan in place, just going and going, which means I was wasting time. And when the spring comes in, that's when the physical work begins of all the things you did in the winter, right? That is when you have gathered your winter seeds and it's time to start planting them. That's what happens in the spring. But I had no seeds to plant back in the day, beautiful souls, because I was not doing anything in the winter that I was supposed to. I didn't have seeds to plant because I wasn't manifesting them. I wasn't goaling them. I wasn't writing them down. I wasn't getting my resources together. I was just out here hating winter. So when you understand that there's a purpose for winter, whether it's your new year or not, it's not my new year. My new year is March 1st. And I just happen to be a March baby. And I just happen to always be the March baby that my birthday is the day after spring start. So I'm like mother spring, mother unicorn, you know, mother life architect. I'm all of that, right? I just happen to resonate deeply with spring and summer and even fall. I like fall. 
I don't need winter. I can skip that. But the other three I'm with. But since I can't skip it, I had to learn what it was about. Learn what the season is about and take advantage of this season. Take advantage of understanding how you learn. Take advantage of plant picking up the seed. You know, the seed is in you. It's in your mind, it's in your heart, it's in your soul. Your goal is there, what you want to do, if you know what you want to do. And if you don't know what you want to do, that's okay too. Winter is a season to flush that out. Ask yourself questions. What do I want? What makes me happy? What makes me feel pleasure? When do I feel satisfied? Am I insatiable? Am I ever satisfied? Maybe I'm just like my mother. Mm-mm-mm. She's never satisfied. Mm-mm. Why do we scream at each other? This is what it sounds like when doves cry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Prince just popped into my head and I had to honor him. Rest in peace, my guy. Um, What is it that you want if you don't know what you want? You can figure it out. It's okay if you don't know. Tis the season. Tis the winter season to figure all that out. And when spring come around, And we're ready to start doing our physical work. When the sun comes back out and it's a new year, my definition of the new year, which signifies new beginnings, as I said, the ideas that you that you flushed out, that you internalized, they are supposed to begin to take shape because this is a time to plant them, says spring. If you neglect the spring season, you will have nothing, nothing to harvest. That's not okay, in my opinion. I don't care if it's one thing or a hundred things. Spring is the time for you to start pulling out those seeds that you manifested. Put them in the ground. You wanted to have those meetings. Now at the time, the weather can't stop you. You don't worry about four and five inches and 10 inches or 12 inches of snow. You don't worry about plane delays. You're not going, well, you got smooth, clear sailing. You got sunny skies, nice weather, less clothing, no heavy jackets and boots. You're able to take those meetings. You're able to go and meet and network. You're able to go and go on that date. You're able to go and, and, and connect with nature more. You're able to go and do what you got to do. Spring is a fundamental season for us. We build the habits necessary to grow. That is the time when you start your your physical seeding. And I'm excited for spring because spring always makes me feel better emotionally. The sun is back and it makes me want to get out there and execute all of the things that I put on my manifestation wall, all of the things that I put on my vision board, all of the things that I keep thinking about that keep me awake at night or that I'm sleeping and I'm still thinking about, all of the connections I make with you guys on this and we say we're going to meet and do things or you should host an event or will you speak at my event or will you come do this or hey, I'd like to invite you to do that. This is a time when those things start coming to life. Now that's the time when we start the new course. We plan the trip. You know, we're learning the language. This is when the universe allows the weather to assist us in movement. This is when the universe allows us to be out. This is when it says, I welcome you back. The sun is like, hello, I'm here. Did you miss me? That is when we are supposed to be okay with exerting physical energy, not hibernating like the winter time. Many of us are fatigued, myself included. And I never took the time in the winter to hibernate. That is what it is for. Restoration. Rest and relaxation. Okay, feet up, on the couch, chilling with your pen, with your pad, with your remote, with your tea, with your coffee, with your yak, whatever. This is the time, beautiful souls, to rest and restore and get your seed ready. Are you ready to get your seed ready? What do you want? What do you want? Not again, not because it's the new year. What do you want? When spring and summer come around, what do you want to feel like? What do you want to see? Where do you want to go? Who do you want to be? What do you want to dress like? Mm. Who do you want to be around? What do you want to pay for? What do you want to get paid for? Hmm. Where do you want to be? Do you want to be in a park? Do you want to be on a beach? Where do you want to be? Do you want to open that restaurant? Do you want to go to a restaurant? What is going on? What is it for you? What is the it for you? What do you want it to be? Ask yourself that question. And this is the time to ask that question. Ask yourself that question more. And if you don't know the answer, like I said, that's okay. And if you need guidance, get some. Get some. This is a time when therapy and coaching is popping. Like my my client list right now is popping and always is like that around um come October to like April. <laughs> popping. Again, it's hibernation season. So people are indoors more and they're more willing to 
take more sessions. They're more willing to take more video and uh, phone calls. They're more willing to invest in themselves. They're home more. They're not out. They're indoors getting their seeds together. What seeds do you have together? Speaking of seeds and planting, am I allowed to plant one with you today? Can I give you the BCDs of emotional health? What is that, you ask? It's the building, the customizing, the designing of your healthy emotional life. And that's what I do as a life architect. And the life architect is in the building. Mm -hmm. I want to get, 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 get deep with you for a second. There are things that I feel we need to discuss, whether you want to discuss them or not. Yes, because I do believe that though I am the boundary setting queen, that there are times it's okay to cross someone's boundaries. And when are those times? Those times that you mask your walls as boundaries, where it's unhealthy, physically, emotionally, financially, and spiritually, where someone intervenes and says, listen here, lover, listen here, beloved, what you think you're doing, is helping yourself, but what you're doing is hurting yourself and everyone around you. And I want to talk about emotional independence. Oh, yes, honey. This is a seed, honey. Plant it, water it, nurture it, and watch it grow. At the beginning of this episode, what you heard was me at one of my speaking gigs in the 2018 year. The beautiful, talented boss lady, Nancy Ruffin, the author, the host of the Empowerment Hour herself, invited me back for a second year in a row to her end of year extravaganza, honey. Every year in January, she has sold out vision board events. And what I love about Nancy, it's not, again, just as we discussed earlier, pretty pictures on a board, pretty glued down pictures of your goal. She actually gives you worksheets and works with you as a group and an individual on how to really get to the nitty gritty of manifestation and vision and how to understand what vision is and define and redefine what your vision means to you and how to not only achieve your goals, but attain them, sustain them and maintain them. And at the end of the year, fast forward to December, she holds an accountability event. And that is what I spoke at her end of year extravaganza, where she invites all of those who attended her vision board workshops and have worked with her throughout the year at her various stages in her career, her ones-on-ones, her podcasts, her speaking speaking gigs, you know, her writing workshops. She invites everybody back in December to let us know how they're doing. It's like an accountability event and I love it. And she invited me back two years in a row to speak at that event. And that clip you heard at the beginning was me speaking about emotional independence at that event. And I find it fascinating that every time I speak about emotional independence, or emotional intelligence, or being self-sufficient, the reaction that it gets. I I find it interesting that half of the room is like, yes, God, praise Jesus, glory be shitarabosha. And a lot of other people in the room are quiet with the side eye like, hmm, I feel seen, I feel heard, I feel attacked. Either position you are in, I am here. I'm here. I'm here to talk you through it. I'm here to guide you through it. I'm here all year. You know where to find me. You know where to book me. You know what you need to do if you need some guidance. So let's get straight into it. Emotional independence. What is independent? Let's define things. You know, I like to break things down with the technical definition, right? According to dictionary.com, independent means free form outside control, not depending on others' authority. I'm going to say that one more time. Free form outside control, not depending on others' authority. Self-governing, self-ruling, self-determining, sovereign, autonomous, free and non-aligned, subservient not and dependent not on others and things, not belonging to or supported by a particular party. Emotional independence, emotional independence. It's like your emotional 4th of July today, beautiful souls. It is. I'm making sure that I'm making sure that you understand that you have the ability, you have the capability. Oh my goodness. You have the, 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 the wherewithal to be emotionally independent. And what are emotions? A natural instinctive state of mind deriving from one's circumstances, mood, or relationship with others. Deriving from one's circumstances, mood, or relationship with others. It's a feeling. It's a sentiment. And as we've said here before, and on many platforms I've been on, feelings are not facts. 
And that is proof in the definition from saying a natural instinctive state of your mind deriving from your circumstances and your mood and your relationship with others. So when you combine the definition of emotions and emotional, and then you have that with independent, what I'm speaking of is separating your need for others to please you in order for you to feel free in order for you to feel as an individual, in order for you to feel bold and unrestrained, in order for you to feel like you are authorized by others. Does that even make sense? No. In order for you to feel like you're an authority in your life, you don't need others to be the authority for you. Does that make sense? It makes sense to me. Just bear with me. Let me take a deep breath and step back. Because this this topic gets my hype. This topic is important to me because as someone who learned that they are an emotional being before they are a thinker, they are not as emotionally intelligent as they would like to be. And sidebar, emotional independence and emotional intellect go hand in hand. The more your IQ raises on your emotional intelligence, the more emotionally independent you become. Oh, yes, honey. You guys have heard of emotional intelligence before, have you not? Emotional intelligence is the capacity to be aware of, control, and express one's emotions and handle interpersonal relationships judiciously and empathically. Ooh, child. So when we are emotional independent, we are also, excuse me, also emotionally intelligent. They go hand in hand. They are siblings. They roll in together. They are pretty much fraternal twins. Uh, they pretty much, uh, you know, don't need your RSVP. If you invite one, the other one's coming. That's the kind of That's the kind of relationship emotional independence and emotional intelligence have. And what people don't understand is we are single-handedly ruining our relationships because we are not emotionally independent. We are disguising evolution as betrayal. We are telling someone that because they don't act the way we need them to act and say what we need them to say, then they are bad people. They are betraying us. They're no longer our friends. They are no longer the people that we need in our lives. And if that is the case, that is fine. Just like they are allowed to evolve, you are allowed to evolve too. But if you're evolving past them, just because they're not doing what you want them to do, You, my friend, are actually not evolving. You're abandoning. You're abandoning reality. You're abandoning reality because reality is not serving you because you are not emotionally independent. You are not free from the need for others to make you happy. You are not free from the need for others to make you feel successful. You are not free from the need for others to make you feel that you are worthy of anything. And that is a problem. You're not emotionally a grown-up. You're a woman, a young girl wrapped in adult woman flesh. You're a boy wrapped in adult male flesh. We're all essentially at some point in our lives, in our adult lives, children wrapped in adult flesh. And what happens is we allow the child that is wrapped in our adult flesh to lead us, to guide us. That child is not emotionally independent. That child does not have too much of a full emotional uh, intelligence tank. That is our job. Our job is to make the younger version of us understand where they are now, that they are safe now, that they understand the world in a different way now. They have a different vantage point because they've lived a little bit. They have a little bit of wisdom to them so they can calm down. They don't need to throw a tantrum every five seconds. They don't need to be a big baby crying every time they don't get their way. They don't need to make others feel as if they are held hostage to their emotional needs solely because they have unhealed wounds and childhood traumas. Is anybody following what I'm saying here? How emotionally independent are you? Don't get me wrong. Relationships do require some type of expectations. Absolutely. There are expectations required in relationships because if you're my friend, I expect my definition of friendship to be met in some way. If you're my coworker, if you're my staff, if you're my husband, if you're my wife, if you're my child, I I, I, I expect a certain level of respect. Sure. Emotional independence And emotional intelligence does not state that relationships are a free for all, that people can do what they want to you and you accept it. No, emotional independence to me and emotional intelligence to me states that you are clear about your needs and you've communicated them effectively. 
but you limit the expectation of people to follow your needs to a T because again, they are your own. So say for instance, you and I are courting each other in a friendship because everybody ain't my friend. I'm cool with associates and you need to be too. Associate is not a bad word. So say we are in association and you're trying to build a friendship with me. And I say, I am not the type of friend who needs to speak to you every day. I am not the type of friend that will jump at your beck and call. I am not the type of friend who will listen to you complain about your baby's father or mother 24 seven. I'm not the type of friend that wants to be with someone who is not really doing something to elevate themselves in any way. You don't got to be like me, but you got to be like you in your best way. And you say, well, I'm the type of friend that does need to con- correspond with my friends every day. And I am the type of friend that needs to cry them on my friend's shoulder, no matter what the topic is, even if it's redundant and I'm not doing anything about it. See, we're having a clear dialogue, right? We're being, we're being upfront with our needs. But if you say, I am willing to see how we can work this friendship out, Stephanie, because you have needs and I have needs, but I really enjoy your company and you enjoy mine. I'm willing to let our current adult friendship be what it is and see where it goes without putting the expectation on you to speak to me every day. And then I come back and say, I like that idea about allowing us to be who we are, meeting each other where we're at and being honest every stage of the way and developing this adult friendship, not based on the needs of our young self and the friendship they needed when they were younger, when they were a teen, when they were in their 20s. That's emotional independence. Saying you cannot be my friend or in my circumference and I can't stand you and I'm gonna talk about you bad and let people know that you a bad person and you can't even be nobody friend and how is she and all of this other stuff because you didn't do exactly what I wanted to do and give me exactly what I needed. That, my friend, is not emotional independence. That is you saying everything has to go your way based on your emotional needs. And I have to be quarantined to those emotional needs in order to be around you and in your circumference. And that is suffocating. Who are you suffocating, beautiful soul? And who is suffocating you? Who has you in a box? Who is telling you that you need to be in this square in order to make them feel that they're enough? Who is telling you that if you move and adjust for your needs, that you are betraying them? Who is telling you that if you have your own opinion, If you believe that this is how your life should go, if you have a trajectory for your life that doesn't include them, that you are a bad person, who's telling you that? Who's telling you if you want to read more, that you acting out? Who's telling you if you want to work out and get your body right, that you think you all that? Who is telling you that you need to be blank in order for them to feel blank, which keeps you blank? That blank is limited. Who is emotionally toxic around you? Who is an emotional infantile around you? Cue the baby crying. Who is a child wrapped in adult flesh around you? Mama, Papa. Who has unhealed wounds who swear they grown around you? Because let me tell you something. Grown ain't got nothing to do. Age ain't got nothing to do with emotional health. Age ain't got nothing to do with mental health. Y'all out here calling yourself. I'm grown. I'm grown. I feel like if you have to constantly say you grown, that's your little self constantly trying to prove itself because you're not grown. Physically, you're grown. Your number on the calendar is grown. Your age is grown, but your emotional state is not. Who tells you that you have to literally conform and become a chameleon for them in order for you to be what they need? Who says, what am I supposed to do when the best part of me was always you? And if the best part of me is you, that's a problem. If the best part of me is you, that is a problem because that means you live and die of everything I do. And I tell mothers and parents this all the time. When you say my children are everything. When you say my children are my world, what happens when your children disappoint you? You then stop loving them in the way they're accustomed to. And you create a wound that says you're disappointing me and you make me unhappy because I had all my happiness and hope put on your shoulders. You're setting your children up to fail. When you say your man is everything and your woman is everything and without them, I can't breathe. Well, honey, what happens if they perish? Do you automatically die? What happens if they decide that this relationship is no longer for them? Are you, are you going to perish too? What happens if they want to change something? Where is your emotional independence that just because you're here does not mean you're my oxygen? 
What happens to saying, I love that you're here, but you are not my everything. I am my everything. I am my worth. I am my happiness. I am my joy. I am everything and nothing at all. I am everything and nothing at all. So if you come and go, I may be hurt. I may be bruised. I may be bent. Hell, I may even break, but I will put myself back together. You do not determine my happiness, my joy, and my worth. Where is your emotional independence at? How many times has someone had the ability to make you crumble because you invested everything you have solely in them? What do you keep for yourself? It's time to emotionally grow up. It's time to really sit down and tell yourself, you need, I need to grow up. Say it with me. Fill in the blank. Say your name. Blank. It's time to emotionally grow up. It is time to release people from the prison you've had them in that says if they are not this way, they are not worthy. Because if they're not this way, they don't make me feel worthy. So in turn, you're telling them they're not worthy if they don't fit your narrative. Who the hell are you? Again, sure, sure. In this relationship, there should be. Let's shit all over people. There should be certain things. I do demand respect. It's a non-negotiable. I do demand certain things. Yes, absolutely. Everyone has certain things that they need in order to enter a situation or a relationship. Not a problem. But when those needs carry over to greed, oh, my love. Oh, my love. Are those your needs in relationship or your greeds? Why are you putting it on someone else to solely make you rise and shine in the morning? I come from a background where my mother ran everything emotionally. That nonsense about happy wife, happy life is basically saying if the woman is not happy, no one is happy. That is toxic. And we joke about that. But to me, that's not okay. So you mean to tell me there's two people, five people, four people in this house. But if one person is in this house, they get the shift, the energy in here. I don't want to be in a house like that. I grew up like that. That's not okay. Now everybody on eggshells and we have to now bend over backwards, whatever it is you like, to make sure that you're happy so that the energy is elevated back in the house so one person has the power. What are you, He-Man? What, what, what is this? One person has the power to change how we all feel? How is that emotional independence? If mommy is down, the whole house is down, that is prison. That is emotional bondage. That is emotional manipulation. I want emotional independence in 2019. You will not manipulate me with your emotions. And let's take it from you. I don't want to be the emotional manipulator in this situation. I don't want to be the reason that the energy is sucked out of this room. I don't want to be the reason that everyone is on eggshells. I don't want to be the reason that everyone's like, oh God, here comes Stephanie. Because if she doesn't get her way, her way that's attached to her unhealed trauma, her unhealed wounds. If her little Stephanie is not met, we all in trouble. I don't want to be that person. I want my emotional intellectual score and IQ to raise. Don't you? And if you don't, why not? Why are you okay with being a person that literally sucks the soul out of people? Why are you okay being a person who is so beyond needy? There is a difference between being sensitive and being someone who is just needy. Some of y'all are too damn needy. He didn't blink my way. He didn't call me when he said he was going to call at 642. They, they, he, he, it's 643. That means he don't like me. That means he don't want to be with me. Oh, she, she, she didn't say, she didn't cook exactly like my mama did. And when my mama was here, she made the oxtail this way. Negro, you, if you don't go to grief counseling, my coworker didn't do exactly what I told her to do. Last time I checked, she a coworker, not, and you're not her boss. You're not her superior. She's not your subordinate. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Last time I checked, people had the right to do what they need to do just like you do. Last time I checked, people don't have to bow down to you. Last time I checked, this is democracy here. Last time I checked, this is not a dictatorship in this world. Last time I checked, you need to get your shit together so that I can focus on being your friend as myself, not being your therapist and your coach. I'm your friend. I'm your husband, I'm your wife, I'm your partner, I'm your sibling. Last time I checked, you need to not think that everybody's going to attack you. Last time I checked, you need to work on your shit so that you can be the person who's present 
the person who people want to be around, the person who adds value to the room, the person who takes responsibility for the energy they bring up into every room, the person who wants to walk in a room and make it better, who wants to leave it and say it's better in some way because I was in it. That is the emotionally independent person I want to be around. And that's the emotionally independent person I want to be. And if you're not trying to be that person, I'm not sure if we can convene. My happiness is my responsibility. My pleasure is my responsibility. My joy is my responsibility. My continuing education is my responsibility. Now, if you add to it, that's a bonus. Our relationships and what people bring into our relationships are our bonuses, people. We are the foundation, beloved. Beautiful soul, we are the foundation of our independence emotionally. We are the foundation of our intellect emotionally. Everyone else is a bonus. Grow up. Emotionally grow up. Where you at with it? How old are you emotionally? What's your age? What's your maturity level emotionally? Huh? Hmm? Too many expectations. Too much is be put, being put on people. We're supposed to have some things we go into. Yes, again, respect me, honor me, reciprocity. Yes, those are automatics. Sure. Those are expectations we should have in relationships. But all that other stuff you putting on? All that other stuff, she got to come to all my babies, everything. My baby's christening, my baby's birthday, the second birthday that I'm having because we celebrate the time that I conceived and then we celebrated the time the baby came out. And then she got to like every dude I bring around because if she don't, she not my real friend. And my homeboy got to always do this. And if he don't do that and I got a business plan and if he don't want to get in and invest in my business, he not my real friend. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Let's back it on up like a U-Haul truck. What are you talking about? What are you talking about? What about the friends that love you back to life? What about the people who are genuinely here for you? What about the people who are your no men who tell you the truth, who let you know what it is and what it ain't? But because they did not come to your child's fourth christening of the year, then they're not your friend. What kind of expectation is that? What abandonment issues are you putting on your friends? What abandonment issues are you putting on your coworkers? What mom unhealed mommy wounds and daddy wounds are you putting on the men and women in your life? I know I was putting a few on my husband and my friends. I couldn't go nowhere without anybody. If people didn't show up for me and go where I wanted them to go, they automatically was treating me wrong. They automatically was doing me wrong. Oh, no, they not my friends. My friends are supposed to call and come when I say my friends are supposed to do this, do that, do that. And I was just like, whoa, what kind of pressure am I putting on these people? Forcing friends from different groups to be friends together. What was I putting on people? Why was I forcing people to try to be friends with people that I was friends with that they genuinely didn't know or like or want to be bothered with? Why? Because I had abandonment issues. I wanted everybody around me to fill the holes that my father didn't fill, that sometimes my mother couldn't fill, that other people, adults who were behaving badly in my childhood couldn't feel. I was putting that all on my friends and my family. I was emotionally sabotaging everything around me because I wasn't emotionally independent. I didn't have any emotional intelligence. I didn't have an IQ and emotional intelligence. I had to learn that. That is something you have to actively take action on, beautiful souls. You have to not just say you want to be something. You have to do the research to do it. You have to do the research to do it and then take action to do so. And if you can't do it by yourself, that's when you invest in somebody to help you. Why y'all not in therapy? Why y'all don't have a life coach? Why y'all walking around wounded and expecting it just to magically disappear? Reading one book is not enough. And if it is for you, Godspeed. Some people get what they get and they get it quick. Good for you. I'm really happy if that's what you need. You watched a good TED talk. You read a good book. You were shifted and you were changed. And boom, poof, you're healed. Great. But for the majority of people, that's not the case. Do your work. Get some help. Stop perpetuating this unhealthy need on everybody. You're a baby. You're, a, you're an emotional toddler. Are you even walking emotionally? Are you crawling? Are you still using applesauce? Huh? Are you an emotional teenager? What age are you emotionally? At this point, I'm finally in my mid-20s emotionally. I got a long way to go. I got a long way to go. I am working on releasing the need for others to do exactly what I do for them. I'm working on releasing the need for others to give me reciprocity in the only way that I want it, the way that I gave it. I'm working on receiving reciprocity in the way people are able to love and give. I'm working on not needing to be celebrated in the way I would celebrate someone. So say, for instance, your birthday came around and I would go all out. I would run a yacht. I would do this. I would do that. And for my birthday, you cooked for me. I'm working on accepting the, your gift giving. 
and not sitting there saying that you didn't celebrate me because it wasn't my way on the yacht. Though I do think people need to think about the person that they're giving to. Absolutely. You should be giving, in my opinion, based on the person's love language and the person's um, desire to celebrate or gift. So say, for instance, gift giving. If you know someone is holistic and you're giving them something that's full of toxins, it's not the thought that counts. Let's cut that shit out right there. I do believe people need to stop resting on it's just the thought that counts and really start thinking about the person they're giving to. With that said, I'm working on releasing the high expectation of people who are thinking about me, but think about me in a way that they can afford and think about me in a way that they want to deliver the thoughtful gift. Does that make sense? I'm only 25 emotionally. I'm working on being 30, 35, 40, 45, 50. I'm working on being a supernova level of emotionally independent. And I speak this to you because I'm speaking from experience like everything else I talk about. It takes work. Little Stephanie be out here wilding. No, motherfucker, see me, love me, choose me, pick me the way I want to be chosen, picked and loved all the time. Not sometime, all the time. And though I'm in therapy biweekly, though I'm a life coach and help many people, I need help too. I need help too. And maybe you do too. If you need an emotional independence check, here it is. You cannot be successful in this life without emotional independence and intelligence. The most successful people in this world by the typical definition of success, because everybody has a different definition of success, which is necessary and good. But the average person that we admire, your Oprah's, your Obama's, they have emotional independence and intelligence. And even if their IQ is not the highest, they have a great score. (laughs) Okay. You can't tell me you get to be Oprah Winfrey and you take everything personal. You can't tell me you get to be Oprah Winfrey and you're throwing a tantrum just because you didn't get your way. You can't tell me you're Oprah Winfrey and don't have patience. Yes, she's a a person. Yes, she's a being. Yes, she feels. But as you see, she outsources. Every time her emotional IQ went down, she put somebody on her show, whether it's Dr. Phil Iyanla, Dr. Oz, to raised that IQ for her. She made a national platform of healing, healing herself and healing us. You don't get to be successful by being a child wrapped in adult flesh. You don't. You don't get to be successful where your inner child is leading your every decision. It just doesn't work like that because success needs independence. Excess, excuse me, success needs intelligence. You climb that mountain Once you get to the top, your intelligence tells you now it's time to figure out how to stay here and maintain and sustain here. And then we have to go down to a new mountain and climb that. That's the next level. You have now employees. You have now people resting on you being intelligent enough to keep this ship going to feed their families. Once that album drops, the pressure, that number one album drops, the pressure to have another number one album is there. Once you become an entrepreneur and you strike gold and you become successful, the pressure to maintain that is there. And then the next thing, the next big movie, the next blockbuster, the sophomore curse, as they say, the pressure is there. You think that that pressure won't break someone who's not emotionally independent and intelligent? Own was a failure at first. When she started the Oprah Winfrey Network, it was considered a failure at first. And she said, give me a year or two. I'm going to turn this bad boy around. You think that if she didn't have emotional intelligence, you think if Oprah was an emotional, was not an emotional intellect, we would still have this amazing network now? Of course she cried. Of course she crumbled that time. She's human. Of course she went to therapy. Of course she reached out to her, her team. Of course, she reached out to her board of directors, like I like to call it. The people who will hear you, nurture you, love you back to life, but also set you straight, recalibrate you. You think she didn't reach out to them? She did, but she's emotionally intelligent enough to to know that when she can't handle it, she needs that board of directors. When she doesn't feel independent, she needs a tune-up. That's what the therapy and coaching is for. And she's smart enough to know that therapy and coaching and counseling is not for just when you're down. It's for maintenance. She's good. She's soaring. She needs to practice how to stay there. She needs to put systems in place how to constantly feel good. People, you have to understand that your emotional intelligence does not only come when you're down and you build it. It's there when it's already up and you're maintaining it. You don't need therapy. 
This is what you tell me. I don't need coaching. I don't need therapy. I'm good. Well, what happens when you want to stay good and maintain the goodness? What happens when you decide that it's not good and you don't know how to maintain the goodness because you don't ever ask for help because you're good? Because you don't need help. You don't need an opinion. You don't need guidance because I'm good. But let me tell you what comes up will come down. That is the process of life. It's the circle of life. If you're good in this area, you might be not so good in another area. Therapy, coaching, and self-help is not only about people who are depressed and full of anxiety. You don't have to have any of that to have a team of emotionally intellectual people, emotionally independent people that help you stay there, that help that vibe and that wave stay on that frequency. Get into it. Get into emotional health. Get into emotional independence. Evaluate your emotional independence and your emotional intellect and then evaluate those of those around you. Why don't you next your next brunch instead of twerking everywhere? Why don't you have a real conversation about your IQ emotionally? Why don't you have a mass removal conversation? Why don't you bring someone in? Whether it's me in a party with a purpose, virtually or in your house, whether you call your therapist or someone you trust and value, your pastor, your minister, your counselor, make sure they're credentialed. Make sure they know how to close that emotional box after they open it. Don't just go getting somebody off Instagram because they look cute and they got some nice glossy pictures now. Make sure somebody know what they're doing. Okay, bring them in, have a moment, have a group session and talk about these things. Let someone know, I feel here you hold me hostage and then let them come back. Well, since you mentioned it, I feel you hold me emotionally hostage here. I feel like we only go where you want us to go. I feel like we only do what you want us to do. I feel like this friend circle evolves around you. I feel like this sibling circle always is penalized because of your actions. Keep it 100. We too old at this point. I mean, really, I don't care if you 18 listening to this. You too old at this point in this life to be sitting down around somebody who's emotionally controlling you. And you're too old to be emotionally controlling others. No one's perfect. God knows I'm not. God knows I got to catch myself in the act. The other day, I emotionally manipulated a situation with my husband and he didn't even have to come to me. I went to him. I said, am I being a bitch right now? Did I just take that whole situation and make it about me and not your needs? And we had a whole dialogue about it. And I said, I don't want to be that person. I grew up around those people. When if they didn't want to eat, nobody ate. If they weren't happy, nobody was happy. If they wanted to clean, everybody had to clean. If they had an attitude and you didn't have the attitude, you had to respect their attitude and shut up until their attitude was passing. And then you were able to, 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 to peek your head out the room. I don't want to be that person. If I got an attitude with me, I want it to reflect for me and not sabotage and be a saboteur of everybody in my space. Emotional independence, emotionally intelligent is who I want to be. Do you have any intention, any intention of being that person? Let me know, beautiful souls. What's your emotional intelligence and independence IQ level? And if you don't know, do you want to know? Evolution is not betrayal. If somebody is evolving, if somebody is growing, if somebody is sprouting and budding, if somebody is blossoming around you, before you define that as betrayal, before you define that as they think they all that, before you define that as them not being respectful to you, before you define that as them abandoning you, please check your emotional independence meter and check your emotional independence IQ and let me know. What you about to do? If no one taught you how to be emotionally independent, if no one taught you how to be emotionally intellectual, that's okay. I want you to know that I'm not here to place blame on you. I'm here to give you a reality check and tell you that you can no longer, you can no longer use what no one taught you as an excuse. If you have access to my voice, that means you have access to a smart device, whether it's a phone, a laptop, or a desktop at your job. There is no reason under the sun that you, with your smart data in your hand, cannot access all of the things you need to be the better version of yourself that you claim that you want to be. There is no reason to be the person who constantly says, I didn't know that. No one taught me. 
You have Google. It is here for you 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days a year. It is time. It is time, beautiful souls, to stop resting on Ida and no. It's time to stop blaming your parents. It's time to stop blaming what no one taught you. It is time to start teaching yourself. It is time to start continuing the education of you. It is time to start continuing the education of you. It is time to start to continue the education of you. You deserve, you are worthy of being the best, better, different, evolved, whatever version of yourself that allows you to be free and frees others of the needs for them to be captive by you and your emotions. You deserve a life where others are not chained into emotional slavery because of your unhealed wounds. You deserve a life where you wake up and determine how you feel for the day. You deserve a life where you wake up and say, my happiness, my joy, it is mine. No one can take it from me. No one can, 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 can control it. No one, no one, no one on this planet No one on this beautiful green earth that God has given to us has the power and the capacity to make me feel like I am not worth being here. Why? Because my emotional independence is mine. I believe in your ability. I believe deeply in your ability to be emotionally independent and an emotional intellect. 2018 was a fantastic year for the most part. Towards the end, the last quarter was a bit rough for me, but I made it as per usual. But it's not just enough for me to make it. I want to thrive. I want to excel as much as I can, as much as God has in store for me. I connected with a lot of you in 2018, and that was an amazing gift for me. Did I recap my 2018? I did get that question a lot. Where's your recap? I went on your Instagram. Did you? No, I didn't recap it because I was there. And because of social media, we're able to go back into people's feed and to see a portion of what their 2018 or their year was like, because that's what they show us. We get to see what they wanted us to see of their year. And that's where I am with mine. You get to see what I want you to see always. If you want to know what I was doing in March, scroll back into my feed. Hopefully, hopefully. Hopefully you were pleased in 2018 in some way, somehow. And if you were not, you also have a chance to be pleased again every day, every day, every day you're alive, every day you're alive and every day you open your eyes. You are blessed to be a blessing, not only to yourself, but to others. I challenge you to step up and grow up emotionally. And if you need help doing so, you know where to find me. Me? Who am I? I am Stephanie, the Life Architect, and we are just beginning, beautiful souls. We have a whole year together to make magic. I want to make magic on this mic, on those live shows, with those collaborations, and so much more. Oh, my God. Emotional independence and intelligence. Where you at with it? Thank you so much for listening to another episode of I Said No, the podcast. You already know by now that hashtag is ISNPod. I am so grateful that you're here for another year. We're still just getting started. We are still a new podcast and we're still growing. Make sure you like, subscribe and share and comment on any platform you listen on. And let me know what you would like to hear this year on hashtag ISNPod.